Hi, I'm Josh Shearer and I serve as the lead pastor here at Gawley Uniting Church. I wanted to personally thank you for joining us today. We exist as a church to see lives transformed with the good news of Jesus. Now, I hope this service inspires you. I hope it blesses you. I hope it builds your faith and I hope it gives you perspective that God is moving in your life. If there is anything that we can do to help you, don't be afraid to reach out on social media or email our office. Thanks for joining us again and let's get to the service. Well, good morning. It's lovely to see with you today. This is my uh, fourth or fifth time being here and I love being here. Welcome to everybody online. We have to do that now. We have to talk to people that we can't see, but we do that when we pray, so it's okay. <laughs> now, when I was thinking about preaching about hospitality, I have to say it was a bit of a struggle because you don't know whether or not you just want to preach out of a story or talk about a bunch of stories. You don't know whether or not you want to just give all these good examples and get out. And it was really, it was really a struggle, but in the end, as always happens, the Lord comes through and he says, I want you to talk out of Romans 12 today. So we're going to hang out in Romans 12, so you can either have that on your phone or you can open up, and we're just going to go through Romans 12 today as we talk about hospitality. But when we talk about hospitality, I started to think about what hospitality was like when I was a kid, when I lived at home with my mom, and what it's like now. And I was thinking about that. And I was thinking about the fact that it's changed, and there's this uh, stand-up comedian that talks about it beautifully. His name is uh, Sebastian Manicolas, and he talks about the concept of when the doorbell rings. So when I was a kid, and maybe when you were a kid, if the doorbell rang, it was exciting, wasn't it? The doorbell rang, and people all jumped up and said, oh, there's company. <laughs> someone's coming over, someone's popping in. And the kids would come downstairs, nobody had a phone, everybody was excited. The kids would go, I hope there's kids coming to play with, right? Mom would go in the kitchen and she'd grab out that cake that she'd bought a week earlier and told everybody not to touch, in case somebody came over, right? That's for company, don't touch that. Have a carrot stick, okay? <laughs> right? And we'd get excited and we'd open the door and we'd be like, it's so good to see you. Come in. Come in. I've got the kettle on. I've already started. Do you want a cuppa? You want a cup of tea? You want a cup of coffee? Have some cake. And you'd sit and you'd talk and you'd lose time. And it'd be like, oh, I can't believe it's been two hours. It's been so good to see you. I can't wait to see you again. Hey, next time we're going to come to yours. Absolutely. Come see us next week, right? Now the doorbell rings, <laughs> and we go, <gasps> we start accusing each other. Did you invite somebody over? <laughs> Did you? Hide. <laughs> Quick, shut off the lights. <laughs> I don't have anything for these people. Mom's doing an army crawl on the kitchen floor. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Hope they didn't see us. Right? This is more what happens. We don't open our homes as much anymore because it's 
inconvenient, all right? Nowadays, what do we do? If we're going to go pop into somebody's house, we actually sit in the driveway in the car and we go, hello, can I approach? I'm in the driveway. I have three people. Is that all right? No? Okay, how about one? Hospitality. All right? It's changed. But as we're going to talk about today, it's something that God calls us to. It's something that he's revealed to you as a value. It's something that's going to be part of who you are. So the first thing we need to talk about then is how do we have a mind that is attuned to hospitality? Or what is our mindset? What should it be? In Romans 2, it says, do not conform to the pattern of this world. That's Romans 12, 2. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test what is good and what God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will. So to be able to follow the will of God begins with what? It begins with changing our mind, changing the way that we think about things. And in verse 3, it says, By the grace that I have given every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment. And later on in verse 16, it talks again about the way that we need to be in our mind. Live with harmony with one another. Do not be proud. Be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. So Paul is lovingly and graciously reminding us to get over ourselves. Okay? He's reminding us of the life that Jesus lived. Jesus had this really annoying habit of thinking about people equally and the same. The, it happened so often, the Pharisees mentioned it, right? Man, Jesus is always eating with tax collectors and sinners. It's annoying. It makes us look bad. He's a rabbi. People should be coming to him. They should be honoring him. He shouldn't be going to eat with those people, right? But Jesus modeled a different mindset, You know, if the queen were coming to your house and you had a bunch of kids, what's the first thing you would do? All right, children, now the queen is coming. Stand there straight, clean, don't move, don't talk, right? If Jesus came to your house, do you know what he would have done with that? Come on, kids! He'd have been out in the yard playing in the mud with them, right? That's hospitality. That's how in our mind we, we don't think of ourselves highly. We're not, we're not afraid to spend time with those in low position. Because guess what? We're in a low position to someone else. That's the mindset of hospitality. That's the, the thought process, the paradigm shift we need to make in our minds when we start to view those around us, in our community, in our family, in our homes. We have to change our mind 
What are the hands of hospitality? What's the action that we have to take? Romans 12, 13 says this, share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Just practice it. Okay? Yes, we can think about it, but we have to put it into action. We have to put our hands to it. Looking for some of us, we're supernaturally gifted at that. Some of us are just naturally gifted at it. Verse 6 talks about that. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. And yes, when you talk about those spiritual gifts list, often hospitality is mentioned in that. But that doesn't give us a pass to say, oh, that's for those people. All right? Those, if they're gifted in it, if they're spiritually gifted in it, they're the ones they'll sort it out. As you're going to come to find hospitality is for everyone. It's for all of us. Now, I'm going to tell you a story that happened in December of 1990. There was a 14-year-old boy who was driving his mother nuts because he kept opening the cupboards and the pantry. He was hungry, right? And I'm sure she was praying, I wish that he, something would happen, I could just distract him, right? Well, the Lord answered her prayer because suddenly there was a knock at the door. And about 12 of his friends from youth group, randomly it appeared. And they said, hey, Gabe, because this story's about me, in case you didn't know, right? We've decided we're just going to go Christmas caroling around the neighborhood. Wouldn't that be fun? Now, in America, where I'm from, if you didn't pick that up from the accent, it was cold, and it was snowing then. But mom was like, no, that'd be great. Thanks, go. <laughs> I didn't even really get to say yes. But before we left, she said this little phrase. She said, but when you're done, just come back, and I'll have some hot chocolate for you. Right? So, gone, a little over an hour. And when we came back, and I walked into my house, which earlier had been a barren wasteland of no food, there was not only a big pot of hot chocolate, but biscuits and cakes it was like the five loaves and two fish. It was really a miracle, okay? And in my self-centered 14-year-oldness, I probably just thought, wow, that's really awesome. My mom's really cool. And doesn't this look great for all my friends? Later on, when I was smarter, I realized the sacrifice that that took. It was cold. And that food was not in the house. She had to go to the store while we were gone. And then she had to come back and she had to prepare all that and make it ready. That is the hospitality that we're talking about. That's the biblical hospitality that we are called to because that was a sacrifice. It was a sacrifice of time comfort, money. 
Because there weren't just three or four of my friends. There were about ten. And they just showed up. And she, no one had that expectation. You know, the youth pastor wasn't there saying, this would be a really great lesson for you, Sherry, if you would just do that. She just did it. And when I start to think about my life in general and how mom always made sure that no matter who was in the house, they were always welcome. Look, I have an aunt, my mom's younger sister, and she struggles with addiction, always has. And we never knew what state she was gonna show up in, who she was gonna show up with, and what other kids might be with that person besides my cousins. Never knew. And I can tell you, there was always enough food. And there were even presents ready to go so that nobody who came didn't have something to unwrap. That's hospitality. That's the hospitality that we're called to. That's what it means. What then is the heart of hospitality? Which really means, what is it that motivates us? So we change our mind, we start to see people differently, and God calls us to put it into practice. But what motivates us to do that? What has to change in our hearts so that we can practice that biblical hospitality? that welcoming hospitality. We need to think back to how the church actually began, how it started. The reason why it's, it's in the Bible is to remind us of how it all began. Acts chapter 2 Verses 46 and 47. Every day they, they meaning not just the people that were gifted in hospitality, but earlier on, who are they talking about? All believers. All believers. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. And then they broke bread in their homes and ate together with what? Glad and sincere hearts. Praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And then what happened? And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. The heart of hospitality, the motivation for us to be welcoming in our hospitality is that hospitality is transforming. You want to transform Gawler, you do it through welcoming hospitality. Hospitality is transforming. Spiritual growth for you as an individual begins with hospitality. Church growth for Gawler requires that welcoming hospitality.
I want you to close your eyes for a minute. And I want you to think about that person that you have been praying for. That person that you have been longing for to come to know Christ. That you hope someday is sitting next to you right now here in this building. And I want you to ask yourself, have I let them into my home? Have I brought them into that intimate space of my life? Have I sacrificed? Have I inconvenienced myself? Have I shown them that love that can only come from saying, wherever my home is, you are. Jesus told Zacchaeus, I'm coming to your house today. I'm going to eat with you. And man, he was really excited. I want you to open your eyes now. And I want to challenge you to show hospitality to that person this week. Hospitality isn't just about good coffee and good biscuits and a warm smile. It's about this last thing that I want you to understand. That extending hospitality to others is a profound gospel witness to the love of Christ and how he welcomes us. When we practice hospitality, we witness. When we practice hospitality, we worship. When we practice hospitality, we love because he first loved us. You want to transform your city, you want to transform your neighborhood, you want to transform your community. Extend hospitality to those that are outside your comfort zone. Extend hospitality to those who are hurting and struggling and who need it. Extend hospitality to those who do not know the love that is inside of you. Show it to them and they will be transformed. Let's pray. Father God, we want to be a community of transformation. We want to be a place of hospitality, Lord. My prayer is that you will reveal to us all that we have not seen, all the people whom we have thought of in the wrong way. Change our minds, move our hands, and change our hearts, Father. We pray these things in your holy name. Amen.